this one's going to be fun. So Mr. Doug Lip, Doug is an eight-time best business author and authority on building, see, I'm starting to drink too much, exceptional organizational cultures. Um, it's a skill he developed early on in his career when at 29 years old, he was put in charge of employee training at Disney. And um, as we all know, like my, my kids just came back from Disney. So you can see behind me, I've got like a Harry Potter wand. And my, my, my daughter, Jamie, my oldest, she is like into Harry Potter. So she brought me those things back. But I think if you go to Disney, it is an incredible organization. The way they execute consistently, the service is second to none. And that's why people go to, to Disney, the Disney Institute, because they want to learn how, how do I bring this back into my organization and deliver that. And we had Doug speak at our producers club event um, a couple of years ago. And uh, he was just incredible speaker, lots of wisdom on customer service, on just getting your team to implement and execute excellence. Um, and he does a pretty cool Donald Duck impression, if I remember. So I don't know, maybe we can convince him that. So Doug, hey, how are you? You're Robin. I'm, I'm drinking water. I don't know how many sips of wine you all have had, but if I slur, it's just because I'm stupid and, and old. It's not to do with alcohol. Well, you know, like I said, I didn't have anything to eat today. So, you know, I'm. Hey, just a little factoid, Robin. Uh, yes. Harry Potter is universal. Disney had a chance to build that out and they lost the opportunity. Oh, well, there you Which, go. I think Universal knocked it out of the park anyway. <laughs> well, they went. So I don't know what they did then, because like I sent them off. I'm at my beach house in Florida. And as a Christmas present, I said, here's money. Go to Disney, you know. And so they they went to that area of the country. You know what there I mean? Like, so <laughs> I got a Christmas present for you, Robin, or for them? Uh, it was for me. Don't tell yeah, them that okay. though. They, they don't watch any of my podcasts. I could say anything here. They don't, nobody watch, none of my family watches my shit, you know, none of them. So, um, but yeah, no, but they just came back from Disney. Um, Emily, the little one, she's still into the princesses and the, and she brought a big stuffed Pluto and all that. So, um, but I'm just saying, that's why I've got all, they, they went, I guess they went to universal too, but they, um, they brought back a bunch of stuff and that's what I've got. So, um, but, uh, but no, Disney, Disney, you, so Doug, what, what do people need to know about you? What I gave a very brief intro, but what, just so we get a background for you. Oh, really, Robin, my whole career has been about understanding organizational culture. Even as a, as a high school student working in the YMCA, I was always about how do you become a better leader? And much like you were talking about with David is, how do you know you're a better leader? And frankly, in my career at Disney, we saw the, uh, the downfall of not having a succession plan. So I've always been looking at organizations that are strong and how do they get stronger. And frankly, a lot of the things that I saw in Disney that were absolutely brilliant can be had by anybody. So it's not secret. It's not expensive. It's just doing the heavy lifting of creating that organizational culture. And since I left Disney, I've been working with companies large and small around the world on helping them overcome cultural differences, linguistic differences, generational differences, and building even stronger cultures so they remain relevant. Okay. So when you're talking about building like a, an organization, what we're really talking about as a CEO, what we want is we want to build an organization, which of course is people. That's what, an yep. or, you know, I mean, it, that's what it is. You want to build uh, teams of people who can implement 
excellence on a consistent basis. You know, just like you said, it was really good that we have you, you know, uh, right after David, because it's like kind of one in the same, right? Because we can't scale that way and we can't do it all. And if we really want to deliver wow to our customers, it takes teams of people, you know, in, in right. any business. And so when you're saying, when we're talking about that concept, is it, is it hiring the right people? Is it culture? Is it training? Is it systems and process? Or is it all of those things? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I, I try to break it down into three buckets just to make things simple. I look at hire right, train right, and treat right. So yes, you've got to get the right people on board. And right now we all know that because of COVID, so many organizations worldwide are begging to get people and they can't. doesn't matter how much money you throw at them, but this is an anomaly. This too shall pass. So you get the right people and then you train them properly. And training doesn't mean one and done. It's ongoing employee development from first line employees all the way to C-level executives. And then it's putting them into a culture that reflects the kind of values that maybe your recruiting posters talked about. So to give you a real simple example, when we at Disney would hire a singer or a dancer to be Snow White, we didn't just hire the best singer or dancer. We put them through a rigorous program of basically an interview wherein we didn't listen to them and we challenged them with ambient noise and lights flickering on and off and interruptions. And if they stopped in the middle of a song and said, well, what are you doing? You're not listening to me. We knew that that talent may be great for Broadway, but not for our culture. So hire right, train right, and treat right. And most organizations screw up one, if not all of those. Okay. So it, most of the people listening though are small business owners, you know, like, um, so Disney, you know, they can, they can put together a team of people that does that create the training. Right. Um, so what is something, what would be a piece of advice that you give to a small business owner who has limited time and resources? I'm not saying they can't do anything, but they, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, um, they're probably not going to have the time to put together extensive training mad sure. manuals and video. Like what, what are some simple things that people can do to start building that culture of excellence? Sure. Well, I think about the producers club when you and I met and it was back, I think in March of 19. And I think about the MSPs and the folks that were in that audience. And certainly you don't have the, the staff and the resources of a multinational corporation but then I also think about the, the men and women that I've worked with who own small companies. I remember working with a, a bunch of people from Kentucky Fried Chicken franchises. And the most successful of all those are the ones that had a culture of respect. And this is how it helped them. They said, we have mostly high school students. And because we have such respect for them, their friends come in droves to work for us. And so we already get the best of the best of the high school kids. And therefore, we don't have to spend as much time teaching them to be nice. We can train them on the basics. So the training can be in 30-second bursts. It can be in one-minute pats on the back and a quick on-the-job training. This is a great way you handle that customer. Next time, you might want to consider this as well. So it doesn't have to be onerous and multi-day and in a classroom with PowerPoint presentations. Right, right. You know, and you just said something that's really interesting because like what we, we talk about keeping it real, rewarding, easy, attractive, lucrative, right? That's yeah, the kind of business you want, yeah, you want to build. That. I remember you called the office and said, what does keep it real mean? And Kathy didn't know. And man, I'll tell you from that moment <laughs> on, 
because we listen to calls coming in. We, I found out about it and she, I think she has it tattooed on her arm now so she can just do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that, that was, that was funny. It was actually a good exercise, but anyway. Um, so, but you know, one of the things we talk about is being attractive as a company and people think about it from a marketing perspective, like you want to be attractive to customers. Right. But I think you just brought something up, which is you want to have a business that's attractive to talent, especially today, because talent, we, there's talent wars going on, right? Yeah. Um, and and so what were some of the things you, let, let's go on that Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, the KFC. How did they, like, give me some, like, tangible examples of how you treat your employees with respect. Give me, give me some, something tangible there. Sure. Well, I'll start off with something fairly philosophical. Be human. For example, as you walk in as the owner, the, 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 the husband, the wife, the partner team, you own five or 10 franchises. You make sure that you visit every franchise on a regular basis, meaning daily, weekly, monthly, however how far apart they are in the country or the world. When you go into the office, you smile, you greet people, you approach them, you give them so, the time of day when they talk them. to you, you listen. Yeah, so yeah. it's real simple. I mean, David was talking about the, the art of leadership and, and the communication that we have. It's all too often that I see people that focus so much on let's get stuff done, let's stick with the plan, and they forget to smile. I'll give you an example. The man that was my mentor at Disney, his name was Van France. He started the Disney University. One of the things that he said to Walt Disney before Van ever agreed to start the Disney University, which in this day and age, Van would be known as the chief cultural officer. He said to Walt, Walt, I want you to agree that our employees are our most important resource. And the way that we treat them backstage, back of the house, is the way they're going to treat our guests front of the house on stage. So we have to be friendly. We have to be smiling. We have to be nice. It doesn't mean that every day is, is roses, but it means that you are human and you connect and you take the time to say, how are you doing? And empathize with people. And I think Robin, quite frankly, in this era of COVID, the ability to show empathy to each other, to our bosses, our subordinates, and certainly those whom we serve is a is a skill and an art that is lacking in too many organizations. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think especially now that we're all remote and so forth, you don't get that, you know, togetherness as you as you say. And you know, one thing I will tell for those of you who are listening, because I see this a lot in um, with our members, and we 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 deal with a lot with their marketing managers per se. But um, what happens is like a marketing manager will come to us. And they'll say, well, you know, help me figure out what videos I should watch on the dashboard, which is our member portal, or right. what should I do? I'm the marketing manager. And, you know, my answer to them is, well, what did your boss hire you to do? I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't direct you until I know like what you're, and they don't know. And they'll say, well, I said, well, do you have a job scorecard? Do you have a job description of, of the results you're supposed to produce and the activities? And they say, no. And I'll say, well, are, are you meeting with your boss on a regular basis? And they're, they kind of go, no. And I'm like, well, you know, so this person's sitting there and they feel unimportant. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm getting a paycheck, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how I'm being measured. I'm not given any time or attention from the boss. You know, you're not going to, if they're a super talented person, there, nobody's going to hang, even a dum-dum is not going to hang around in that environment. You know, people want to be connected. They want to know where you're going. They want to be informed. They want to be involved. So I think 
is that kind of, I'm, I'm interpreting what you're saying, but is that, would you agree with that? No question. People need to know where they stand. And it, it, there's also the situation of leadership comes into play. That, that, that situation of leadership has been around since the early 70s. Some employees need more coddling than others. Some employees want to be left alone. So it's incumbent upon a good manager, supervisor, and leader and owner to know which of those employees need more hands-on care, which of those need to be left alone, and then manage and lead them accordingly. And that also goes back to the hiring. If you have a whole bunch of people who need a whole lot of time and energy, you might say, you know what, next we need to hire somebody who's going to be more independent. So it goes back to the hire right, train right, and treat right model I talked about earlier. Yeah, very cool. All right. Well, Doug, I don't want to keep you any longer. We've got our next uh, speaker lined up here. And um, if people wanted to know more about you and you have a, you have a couple of great books and where, where would they go to, to get more details? Well, certainly on the, the, the Disney U book is the eighth of the books I've written and it probably captures everything that you and I've been talking about. But my website is douglip.com. And I also have an LMS program and it's it's chock-a-block full of these ideas. And that's on leadershipmagic.us, leadershipmagic.us. And I, I just have so many different ideas that I've learned from you as well. So I think it's wonderful for leaders, as you said in your earlier component, to let down your ego and realize that there's always opportunities to learn. And in my Japanese background, the concept of Kaizen, the continuous pursuit of perfection means putting your ego away, lock it up on a locker and learn from others. That's why our symbol is the orange cone. I don't know if you know that or not, but that's like orange cone time. Is we're always under construction. We're always trying to get better, you know? Um, so Doug, I appreciate you very much. Thank you for joining us. And if you Thanks, love Robin. what Doug said, say Thanks, Jude. Mike. Come hey, on, cheers. Say, tell, <laughs> say something in like Donald Duck to donate to St. Jude. Everybody give your money to St. Jude. I'll have to interpret for Donald. I'm an interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. All right.